This is Dr. Dan Sullivan coming to you from Chiropractic Advocate Headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. You are listening to Cairo Candy with Billy Sticker. You're listening to Cairo Candy, the podcast of sweet chiropractic success. Now, here's your host, Billy Sticker. Hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Cairo Candy. Uh, I am your host, Billy Sticker, and if you've listened the past couple of weeks, you know that we recently were on a cruise. Uh, we did a, a five-day cruise to Progresso and Cozumel. Uh, this past week, um, my wife and daughter were at youth camp, and my youngest son and I went up there and surprised them. Uh, they were in Dallas, about four and a half, five hours from where we are. Uh, but if you're listening to this, the week of 4th of July, which is the week that it actually comes out, um, chances are I am sitting on a beach in Maui. We're going to be there for about 10 days. Really, really, really looking forward to it. Um, and what's really neat is, you know, I still have work to do. You know, I can't just travel the world and uh, and not work. We have, uh, let's see, about 40-something chiropractic offices we're doing Facebook marketing for and 13 uh, open book deals we're working on right now for clients. So, I have to still do some work, but I got on Amazon and I was looking for something that would help shade my computer screen so I can do some work if we're laying out, you know, on the beach. And they had this one thing and it had really great reviews. It looks like a miniature tent, uh, you know, the the new like pup tents that you would get now to go camping with. It's the base is maybe 12 inches by 18 inches or so. Uh, maybe a little bit bigger than that, but it sits on your lap and it opens up and your laptop sits inside of it. So it shades the screen so you can still see the screen and keyboard uh, and work like that. So I'm kind of looking forward to being out on the beach and actually working, uh, you know, truly living the quote unquote laptop lifestyle, you know, so uh, looking forward to that. But we got some cool things we're going to be doing. Um, we're going to be in Maui. We're going snorkeling, uh, renting a boat, uh, and, and going out, spending most of the day snorkeling one day. We're doing surf lessons, uh, zip lines. We're doing the road to Hana. Well, some of it. I've heard, I actually had a couple of clients say that it's just, some people say, yes, you need to go do it. Some say, well, it's just a, a long day. For those of you who've been to Maui, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. But we're doing that one day. Uh, and then we're also going to have, you know, plenty of days just to, to sit and relax. Uh, we're doing a luau. So it's going to be a great time. Really looking forward to it. But let's get into this week's episode. Uh, this week, we actually sit down with Todd uh, Calamita. He's a certified financial planner, and he's the founder of Chiropractic Wealth Management. He's got some great strategies on helping you take this money that you're making and how to protect it and how to grow it to really position yourself for future success. So let's go ahead and get on over into the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome to the show, Todd Calamita. How are you doing, sir? Great. Doing well. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Billy. You and I first connected close to a year ago, huh? Was it right. six months ago or longer? Close to a year, I think. I think close to a year ago we connected. Yeah. Um, and so you've got some really cool stuff that you're doing. Let's get into some of your background. Um, what What is it about financial planning and what got you interested in that? Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say, you know, it really kind of goes back to when uh, I've always been interested in money since I was a, since I was a kid. I mean, I grew up in a uh, kind of a lower middle class family. There weren't, there wasn't a lot of extra kind of money to, to go around. So I knew that, you know, when I, you know, when I wanted to buy something, it was kind of up to me. I had to go out and earn, earn money to do that. So we started at 10 cutting grass for our neighbors around the um, around the neighborhood and eventually grew that business into you know pretty successful landscaping business I paid my way through college but but kind of along the way in that in that business I learned a lot about money and finances I mean I think um, you know, so that's where, where some of it just just started I'm gonna give you one example um, my best friend that you know we had this business together he uh, his parents came to one day and said, um, you know, you can't use our lawnmower anymore because you're put, you're, you're, you know, there's a lot of wear and tear you're putting on it. So it was like, well, half of our business was going to go away because he didn't have the equipment to, uh, you know, to uh, to cut the grass. So we kind of put our heads together, and he said, you know, I've saved up a little bit of money. I said, I saved up a little bit of money. So I I I let him borrow. I think it was two hundred twenty-five dollars. Had a five percent simple interest rate. We grew up a little, drew up a little agreement, and. Uh, you know, we purchased a lawnmower. Now, kind of the interesting thing about that is, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you're you're used to giving things back rather quickly. So, you know, if you borrow a book from a friend or, you know, dating myself a record or a tape, uh, you know, you give it back right away. And but but money and it, for us it was the same thing with money. And he paid it back within I think two or three months. But you know, as you get older and you know you you, you kind of get all these offers thrown at you, you start to think about well, how do I, um, you know the minimum out on this or maximize the number of years I got to, you know, bring this out or pay this, pay this off. And so, but, but when you're a kid, you kind of intuitively knew, you know, you, you know, pay that back right away. So, you know, it was just a learning experience for me around, around that. I mean, being on that other side of it that I've kind of brought into, um, actually, you know, ended up bringing into the, the career I'm in, um, you know, fast forward a few years in the business, we had, I'd saved quite a bit of money and, and my, uh, my dad, you know, he didn't, come up around a lot of money either and i don't know intuitively he he um he, he said well i'm going to take you to a financial advisor and you know you've saved up some money maybe he can help you with it so this was the 80s and we went to the financial advisor I remember sitting down in his office and uh, he said you know for every for if, you, if you if you put aside 666 dollars in one year in four years you'll you'll have that'll grow to a thousand dollars and i mean i thought this was like you know magic i mean at the time i mean this was this is the 80s so interest rates are 12 percent uh so you know it, it was great so i said i'll take four of those you know so that was kind of my first entree into you know into investing so it kind of intrigued me and in how you could have money work for you because i thought well okay i don't have to go out and cut all these grass you know all these yards i can you know i can earn a little bit of money this way too so um so that that money four years later, and I don't think we were really, you know, planning ahead in the sense of you know how financial planning works. But in four years, we we took the money that that I saved up, and uh, you know, my best friend Chris at the time, and and uh, we bought our first investment property. So we used that money that we had earned landscaping, we put we saved it and invested it, and then four years we bought an investment property that you know we still own still own together to this to this day. And so that was, you know, so that got me thinking about okay, how, how can you make smart decisions with your money? And then when I, um, you know, when I graduated from from uh, from college, had an opportunity to work um, work in a brokerage firm. So it was kind of like a natural, you know, I guess a natural fit for me because I'd always been interested in, you know, in in investing. 
But you know, the the world I was in there back in this was late '98. I came in as sort of it was a junior advisor, maybe equivalent to like an associate in a in a chiropractic practice. And you know, at that time, really, what people were what they weren't really financial advisors; they were called brokers. And and really, what what they were doing was selling stocks and buying stocks. And my job was to call some of the kind of senior advisors' clients and try to get them to buy stocks. And they're just, you know, in my gut, I was like, this this just doesn't feel right. I mean, it didn't feel like I was adding a lot of value to to the you know to the relationship. And I was fortunate enough to come across somebody in the in the firm there who had you know was kind of doing the early i would say early stages of financial planning um you know guy was just just amazing he was a he had a background he was an attorney he was a cpa and then he was a certified financial planner so he kind of took me in and mentored me and we worked on a you know quite a few clients together where you know we're really able to look at that big picture look at their taxes look at you know the, the long term plan look at their estate look at their insurance and we were really able to save some people money and you know maximize wealth for them so from that from that point on i was just you know really turned on and went ahead and and you know got into the certified financial planning program and and just you know things took off from from there so um how long ago was this i mean how long have you been in, sure, in sure. this industry. Yeah, so that was almost 20 years ago. Um, you know, probably 15 years ago, I've kind of got that certified financial planning designation and really started doing more comprehensive planning for, you know, for clients that time and, you know, shied away from that. You know, we're going to try to pick a stock for you, you know, the next best stock to pick. I mean, it was more comprehensive planning coming up with, you know, long-term, long-term goals and, and really like, adding a lot of value. What made you want to work with chiropractors? Yeah. Um, so, you know, my first experience with a chiropractor was probably 15, 16 years ago. I hurt my shoulder. I was uh, kind of an avid, avid rock climber. I mean, if I wasn't at the office, I was out, you know, some, uh, somewhere rock climbing and injured my shoulder. And I'm, you know, I know you're into sports, Bill, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners were, but, you know, if you have an injury, you know, you're just, you know, you, you want to get back into the game, you know, in a sense. And, and so I went to a chiropractor. He kind of, you know, he got me fixed up, and uh, it was my first kind of entree into chiropractors. And then, I guess more recently, we um, we have a my wife and I we have a nine year old and a three year old. So my wife was pregnant with the um, with our three year old Cameron. She uh, she woke up one morning just in mean, excruciating pain. She, um, she could barely roll over when she went to breathe. She um, you know, it just hurt so bad, and so we uh, you were really obviously concerned. We didn't know if it was something with her, or something with you know, with the baby. So we called our we called our midwife, and she said, um, you know, she said, you know, give Doctor Nicole a call. And Doctor Nicole was the chiropractor we had been seeing since you know since the beginning of Teresa's pregnancy. So we went called her. She got us in you know, pretty quickly, and you know, we went there, and she examined Teresa. I don't know. I say it was like 30 seconds. She took the examiner, and she said, "I think I know what it, know what the issue is." And you know, there was kind of this instant sigh of relief, uh, you know, on our faces. And so she, she's like, "I can fix you up. It'll it might hurt a little bit." So she went, she did an adjustment to her, and and uh, it turned out it was a rib out, which I mean, we had never, you know, never heard of before. But supposedly it's somewhat common with with pregnant women, and so. Um, um, you know, so we think about how that day could have gone so differently. I mean, if we would have called our, you know, primary care physician and gone to the emergency room, 
Um, I mean, surely it would have been x-rays, you know, some type of pain medication. I mean, just all the things you wouldn't want, you know, unborn child to be, you know, um, susceptible to. Um, so, you know, so, so just have a real passion and belief in what, you know, what chiropractors do for, you know, for their, for their patients. I think they're, uh, I, you know, I think they're a huge, going to be a huge solution to the current medical crisis that we're in. I mean, whether it's just the, you know, skyrocketing medical costs, the, um, the opioid crisis, the unnecessary surgeries, I think there's a real opportunity for, you know, for, for chiropractors, um, today to, to make a huge difference in that. And, and what, what I saw, you know, is that they're, um, you know, that they're, they really believe in what they do and, you know, passionate about the work. And, and what I found is that they're really underserved in the medical community, um, just, just in general. And so we felt like we could really add a lot of value to, um, you know, to, to, to maximizing wealth for chiropractors and on the, on the financial side where, you know, their specialty is in, um, you know, your, your health, we're, we, we, you know, we work on the financial health side of things. What are some of the more common financial issues that you see working with chiropractors? Yeah. So, you know, in the last, last few years, I've been really, you know, studying the particular needs of, of chiropractors. We've, uh, we I think we talked about this a little bit before we started, but we, you know, we've, we've interviewed or, or surveyed over a hundred chiropractors really to help kind of identify some of those top financial challenges they're facing. Uh, we recently put together a white paper kind of summarizing, summarizing our findings and, you know, sort of the framework for, for addressing those issues. Um, I won't go into kind of all of them, but just to kind of talk about a few, um, you know, one is, is just debt management. I mean, I think from a, you know, from, from early on with chiropractors, you know, they come out of school with just really a disproportionate amount of debt relative to just their starting income. So in, in summer, some, you know, some chiropractors are dealing with this even well into their careers. So this was a, uh, you know, doctor I worked with, a, uh, I think three years ago, his dad happened to, is, you know, was a client of mine. He, he came to me and he was, um, he was kind of torn. He had, you know, he had a lot of debt. He was, I don't know, I think eight, 10 years into his, you know, into his career. And, and, uh, uh, you know, he just didn't know what to do. He said, should I pay down all this debt immediately? Should I save, start saving for retirement? Should I pay off my mortgage? Um, you know, should I save for my kid's education? He had three, three children at that point. And, you know, so what, you know, what we, what we really did in this case is we said, okay, you, know, you need to take a, take a step back, um, and really figure out what you want to do, what, what your goals are, not only for the next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and kind of put that all down and, and have a plan in place. So what, you know, kind of what he was doing is looking at this, just the debt alone. But when we kind of came back to him, we said, look, you know, based on what you want to accomplish, we could, you could do a lot of these simultaneously. And, you know, we came up with a plan for him to pay down the debt in, in four years, um, to maximize his retirement accounts, which, which enabled him to save taxes and just put more money in his pocket and then put a little bit of money away for his kids college, which was important to him. In this particular case, we decided not to, to not to really do anything with the mortgage at, at, at that point. But, um, you know, I think for him, it wasn't just about paying on the debt. There was this peace of mind that he wanted him. He was kind of almost paralyzed into what, what he should do, you know, should I, and, and so he didn't really do anything cause he didn't want to make a mistake, but you know, overall, you know, by taking that, kind of broad-based approach and not looking at everything just individually. Um, you had a bigger sense of security, just peace of mind, and it was ultimately able to take care of, 
you know, take care of his, you know, family, and then I think, you know, him and his wife for for later on in life. So, um, I mean, that, that's just just one example of, you know, some of the issues facing chiropractors. I think that's just a you know big one, and there's different ways to approach it. What are some other ones? I know that you you said you have a few different stories that uh, that some of the docs you know may kind of resonate with. Right. What about the one you said just the other day about the, uh, who is still sole proprietor? Right. Yeah. So we had a uh, this was kind of an initial call with the uh, with the with the chiropractor, and I think by any measure he was very successful he had collections of about 750,000 maybe taking home 350 to 400 he had uh, a few staff plus his wife and just in the you know kind of in the initial conversations we asked him it came up that he was set up as still set up as a sole proprietor and he was 25 years into his career and you know maybe when he first you know first got started that may have been okay but you know kind of the initial red flag came for, came up for us was that um, by making a simple, simple, some simple changes and p- getting incorporated, he would be able to save, you know, just thousands of dollars in taxes, which could be redirected somewhere else to help maximize wealth for him. And I think, you know, I mean, chiropractors go to school and and learn chiropractic. They don't learn business. And and in the you know in the survey we did, I mean, that constantly came up that there was just a, you know, kind of a lack of business acumen in. Um, um, you know, for chiropractors, I mean, not not by their their fault by any means, but just that wasn't their their training. So things like this kind of slipped through the crack. Um, and even in this this same conversation with this, you know, with the um, same chiropractor, we also asked some questions about their insurance and you know where they were there, both life insurance, disability insurance, and you know, it turned out that he didn't have disability insurance, and you know, kind of his reason, you know, for for not having it, and I think this kind of goes to some of the maybe potential mistakes and thinking of of you know of chiropractors, not just chiropractors, but you know business owners in general. And he, um, you know, so he he said, well, it's a little bit too expensive. But what he said he was planning on doing potentially as a replacement to disability was to hire an associate. And so I, I think you know the mistake there was the associate might be able to take take over some of his patients if something happened to him, but you know, hiring an associate is a different decision than getting disability insurance. Hiring an associate is you want to maximize the, the their capacity. So they really should be, you know, their capacity should be maximized. They shouldn't be have leftover capacity to help you if you're you know if you're disabled. Um, I mean for the listeners, I'd you know just have them ask them ask themselves, you know, if they were out of work for four to six weeks, I mean, what would that cost them dollar wise? I mean and um, you know how many of those patients wouldn't wouldn't potentially come back because they found care somewhere, you know, somewhere else. So, um, you know, I mean, you, you just, you, again, you have to look at the, look at the whole picture and sometimes you can identify savings one place that may be able to can fill the void, um, you know, fill the void somewhere, somewhere else. Right. So, um, what are, whenever you had the survey that you did for the chiropractors, is there anything interesting that you found? Yeah. That I you think, were surprised I mean, by maybe? Yeah, I think we were, I mean, we were surprised by it and I mean, we didn't really know what to expect, honestly, but one of the things we asked is what, what impacts your ability to be financially organized and 50% of the chiropractors said lack of time. 38% said lack of knowledge and 
I think if you know if someone came to me and said, well, you know, ask me for advice on what to do if they had lack of time or, you know, or lack of knowledge to be financially organized, I'll um, kind of answer this question indirectly a little bit, and then we'll come back to specifically the chiropractors. But it it made me think of a story when I was uh, when I was a kid. We uh, we uh, we did a lot of work in our cars, and we kind of did the general maintenance, you know, changing the oil, changing the brakes. Um, you know those sorts of things, pretty basic. And uh, but there was one time where we um, you know, we had a problem with the car and it ended up being the water pump. And you know my dad never changed the water pump before. And you know back then we didn't. It's not like we had YouTube videos to look at. I mean he pulled out a manual I think he found and kind of got to work on it. But I never forget he you know he came in the house and I think he was a little bit embarrassed and he he said he's I can't get it back together. I mean. It was, Things are laying under the car, and you know we ended up having to, you know, get it towed, and you know, ultimately cost him more money because he he got in a little bit over his head, and um, you know, I think that's true for true for some cases with chiropractors. I mean, early on things aren't quite as complex, and you're you're able to kind of wear a lot of hats, but I think it's even more, you know, becomes more critical when you get become more successful as a chiropractor. Um, you know, the stakes are much higher. You you, you know you, if you start missing things because you either don't have a lack of time or lack of knowledge you know you're it's either costing you money a mistake or you're you're just losing out on you know potential savings whether it's some of the things we were talking about before um, or other other tax saving strategies or you know even just making you know making uninformed investment decisions as well so that's a um, I mean so the lack of time lack of knowledge you you know you really want to get the right people around you so that you're taking care of all those aspects of wealth management, be it insurance, be it your estate, making sure your your family's taken care of, um, your investments, your taxes, your retirement planning. You want those. You want those coordinated. Um, you want somebody overseeing that. You know, what I see a lot of times is there's a lot of those players in place or those that those team members in place, but it's the it's the chiropractor that's trying to coordinate them all. And if he has a lack of time or lack of knowledge on these. He doesn't know which necessarily which questions to ask, what to look for, and a lot of times these, you know, the team isn't talking to each other. It's all going through the chiropractor, and so you, you know, you, you really need to put in place a structure um, where somebody is overseeing all those different parts for you, so nothing is missed and not, nothing's dropping through the, the cracks and you know, and costing you, you know, costing you money and and um, minimizing the wealth that you can build. Sure, you know. That reminds me of a story. One of my clients, um, I did this marketing challenge back at the end of last year and <clears throat> where I took a group of doctors through pretty much exactly what we were doing on Facebook at the time. This is how we build out the campaign. This is how we do this. This is how we do this. And uh, one of the docs went through, followed everything exactly. First week, had five new patients and was messaging me, dude, this is incredible, because it was a totally you know free program that I did. But I also knew that there's going to be plenty of doctors that are like, you know what, I'd rather you just do it for me. And so it, it still got me a lot of you know business to begin with. Um, but this guy's got a pretty successful practice already, um, doing very well in collections, high-volume clinic, um, just really has a good thing going. Well, he sets up a call with me, and says, look, I want to talk to you about, you know, handling our Facebook stuff. And so we get, we get on the call and I was like, well, don't you already have a lot of it set up? Haven't you already done a lot of it? He goes, yes. He said, but here's my thing. 
He goes, I'm sitting in bed at night on the computer, building out a landing page. And my wife looks over and says, honey, are you a chiropractor or a web designer or something like that? <laughs> and he goes, I know, I know, I know. You're right. You're right. Uh, he goes, so, you know, even though I do enjoy doing some of this, my time is better served focusing on what I'm good at. So you do this. I'm going to treat patients. So, um, but that's a good point, you know, and just because you can do something doesn't mean you should be doing something. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you really hit it. I mean, it's absolutely right. I mean, we all, um, you know, we all try to do as much as we can and, and, um, you know, but just sometimes it's just, you, you, you need to have some, you need to really have an expert handling it for him. Mean, that example with the Facebook is perfect. I mean, uh, I could just see, you know, see, see myself sitting, sitting in bed with my wife having a similar conversation about things I'm trying to take on. And, you know, she said, why are you doing this? I mean, this is really tearing into our, you know, our time. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I talked about this a little bit, a little bit earlier, but we're going to offer a 30 minute complimentary compl- consultation. They can um, email me at Todd at CairoWealthManagement.com or go to my website, CairoWealthManagement.com. And what we're going to, uh, what we're going to offer them is a, just a really a 30 minute complimentary conversation. Um, find out where they are now, where they want to go, what any gaps are potentially. And, you know, in some cases we can, you know, we can find some, you know, instant savings or ideas right on those calls, like you know, like we did with the other chiropractor. And, um, you know, you know, this is a kind of a no pressure call. I mean, we, you know, we only want to work with chiropractors that we can have a significant impact on. So it's not always going to be a fit. And so really, we want to make sure it's kind of a, you know, from there we want to make sure if it's, you know, makes mutual sense to, you know, to take any steps after that. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, you also have a book that you're working on now, too. Tell us right, about that. Right, right. Yeah, so we're, we're really excited about the book. I mean, this is this kind of came out of our survey that we did and the and the white paper that we that we put together. We kind of have the frame. We have the framework for it with the white paper, but we really are going to build it out in the in the book. So it's all going to be all about maximizing wealth for chiropractors, addressing some of their top financial challenges, and um, you know, coming up with a framework really to to, to, to solve some of those issues, so we'll, we'll be pointing a lot of those things out in the in the book. We think it'll be of huge value to the to the chiropractic community. Um, it's due out January, February of, of next year. We were um, we've got about three chapters written right now. We're kind of trying to do a chapter a month, but this is the second book I've done. The first one specifically for chiropractors. So I know sometimes those dates get a little you know shuffled around. But one of the things we're doing in the interim with each of the chapters is we're we're kind of repurposing i know i've heard you say this before billy but repurposing them into um articles and we're we're doing a series in the Cairo Cairo economics uh magazine we're gonna do three or four of them over the course of the year so you you know for your listeners that get that magazine you'll be sure to check it out in there our first uh article came out the last issue um this past for i think the may beginning of may issue and uh we should have a few more coming up so we're real excited about that Great. I'll make sure to put a link in the show notes. Uh, we'll put a link to the Cairo Economics article um, and then links to you know how they can get in touch with you and, and find out more about what you have going on, uh, your email so they can schedule a call with you and stuff also. Great. Great, Billy.
It'll be great. Anything in closing? Yeah, I just I mean, really want to thank you for having me on. I, I think I shared with you before. I've, I think I've listened to all of your all of your issue, all of your um, episodes, and and just really enjoyed. I know it. you just haven't to, heard all my issues because I got a bunch. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a real treat to be on here. I, I I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, you know, thank you and thank all of your listeners for 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 tuning in today. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, reach out to me whenever the book's done, uh, right before it's done, and uh, we'll get you on again to help promote that. Great. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Well, you've just listened to another episode of Cairo Candy. For the show notes to this episode and all the other shows, head on over to CairoCandy.com. Now, if you're ready to take your practice to the next level and you want to use Facebook to do it, or maybe you've used Facebook before, but you've never had the results that you're looking for, or maybe you've used other people to do Facebook marketing for you and you just haven't been satisfied, head on over to CairoCandy.com and check out our free Facebook marketing training. I go through several different key mistakes that I see doctors all over the world making when it comes to Facebook marketing, and I show you some key strategies and tips that we're using to help chiropractors take their business to the next level and increase the impact in their community. Once again, go to chirocandy.com and check out our free Facebook marketing training. We are currently working in over 40 different chiropractic offices all over the world all over the U.S., Australia, Canada, and we see what's working and what's not. And in this training, I'm going to point out what's working and why it's working. We'll see you next week on another episode of Cairo Candy. See you.